You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again. Happy to be talking everything Buffalo Bills. Heading into week five as the Buffalo Bills get set to take on the Tennessee Titans down in Nashville on Sunday. And of course, in this week's episode, we always look back and touch base on last weekend's matchup. You know, in the last podcast, talk to you about the game against the Patriots being just another game. The Bills falling just a little bit short after the Matt Barkley interception in the fourth quarter. The Bills losing 16-10 to this past Sunday. And yes, I did say that this was just another game, but I am the guy standing there in front of the television uh, screaming along with many Bills fans I know, right? Just uh, looking at this one, one of those defensive efforts that just didn't work for us as as fans. And, and I think the t- key takeaway from the game Right. We take a look at Josh Allen and his play. And of course, there's been much conversation around his play since the game on Sunday and what that looks like. It will lead into our our next topic when we talk about the trade market at wide receiver just a little bit. But with this, it was one of those games where, you know, and you've seen guys like Joe Biscalia talk about it. Uh, Nick and Nolan talked about it on their podcast here on the Buffalo Rumblings channel. And and just you saw a little bit of that. I think it was Joe that referred to it as Wyoming Josh. And with that, just a, you know, whatever term you want to use, right? You talk about hero ball, but Bill Belichick and his defense give them a ton of credit for what they did on Sunday and, and really having Allen be uncomfortable uh, on the field throughout the game. And as I say this, right, we've had different podcasts. I've had people kind of get upset with me a little bit when I talk about, you know, the Josh Allen hype train, getting excited about it, then saying we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Obviously, through three weeks of the regular season, the Bills are sitting at 3-0. and People are feeling pretty good, right, for the most part, despite some of the uh, issues that Allen had had, most notably, right, in the games against the Jets, the third quarter against the Bengals, uh, leading to fourth quarter comebacks, the team being undefeated. And then you run into, yes, the mastermind and Bill Belichick and his defense who have been on a roll this season and, and the Bills offense really struggling to get some things going. And many of that, you know, much of that related to Josh Allen and the interceptions and the turnovers in the game on Sunday. The part for me, I guess you could say that was the most troubling is just how you'd see him, you know, trying to make some of those passes off his back foot, most of which, uh, you know, ended up being intercepted by the Patriots and their defense. And as you look at this piece, right, it, it becomes another one of those items where you say, you know, you need to know better. You need to know that that's something that you cannot do. You need to make those corrections moving forward. And I think it is part of the progression for Josh Allen, right? Like as we go through with this, there is going to be good games and there's going to be bad games. 
all quarterbacks have good games and have some bad games. You know, the the thing is you want to have more consistency, of course, with the good games than with the bad. You talk to any Tennessee Titans fan, right? That's what they're still wrestling with. Marcus Mariota as he's a quarter of the way through his fifth season with the franchise. So, you know, for Allen, you want to continue to see that progress. You want to remind yourself, okay, he's 16 years into his NFL or 16 games <laughs> into his NFL career and not long ago was the starting quarterback at the University of Wyoming. So he continues to to need to show that he can progress. You saw some good things coming out at the start of the third quarter, but then the Bills seemed to get away from that after that first drive. So moving forward it's going to be, you know, can Allen take what is given to him and not look to make the, you know, the incredible play. Can he get more comfortable throwing the ball out of bounds, not taking those sacks on third down, all the pieces that have been talked to since the game on Sunday. I don't think I'm saying anything really that is, that is too new from, from that standpoint. And I think when you look at Allen, right, all the intangibles, you, you love what you see with him. Anyone that wants to compare him to Buffalo Bills quarterbacks of the past, I would encourage you to just stop. Because as I look at it, I, I just think it's it's too hard to do that. Because you, a lot of times you're looking at statistics. And we saw some things earlier in the week. Uh, I, you know, Yeah, you can compare his statistics 16 games into what EJ Manuel did. Or look at what he was compared to... Tyrod Taylor or any other quarterback in NFL history, right? But but Josh Allen is a quarterback in and himself. And I think when you look at him as a leader and what he brings to the franchise as a leader, right? So I'm not talking any physical gifts here. It's most comparable to me of, of someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I say that meaning that this team will rally behind someone like Josh Allen. They will, you know, fight to the finish for him. I'm not saying you wouldn't see that so much with the Tyrod Taylor, but I, I think you look at the leadership that Allen brings to this squad. It's something comparable to Fitzpatrick, but oh, on top of it, Allen has all the physical traits and tools that can make him uh, a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Sunday's game against the Patriots, things did not go the way that he wanted, did not go the way that the fans wanted. And with that being said, right, was probably that first clunker of a game for Allen since the matchup with the Green Bay Packers in the 2018 season. Now, I start with that, right, because in many ways, you, you Allen was the focus after the game. It took place, uh, it seems like right now at the time of recording, still had a limited practice on Thursday. So I would assume he's still in the concussion protocol, but maybe at the fourth stage, see him possibly 50-50 chance to play on Sunday. And of course, I hope that he is healthy enough that he can start at quarterback against the Tennessee Titans. But more the interesting piece with this, and I referenced Nick and Nolan before, I truly encourage you to listen to their podcast from earlier this week. The guys do a great job. I enjoy the back and forth that they have, and they raise some great points. But since the game on Sunday, there's been a lot of conversation, let's call it around the third wide receiver for the Bills. Uh, a lot of fans, myself included, not really happy with the play of Zay Jones, two catches for four yards on eight targets. Uh, it seemed like each of the interceptions that Josh Allen threw, it was on a target to Zay Jones. Uh, the you know the fourth down opportunity from from. 
Barkley. I, 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 that's a tough play to make. I don't know if he came back too far. Not quite sure what happened on that play. Even if he did catch the ball uh, just shy of the end zone, I don't think he would have gotten in the end zone. Uh, and then talking about him becoming a defender on some of those jump ball type of situations. And, you know, Aaron Quinn from Cover One, I encourage you to check his thread. I, I shared it on Twitter earlier this week. I think he had made some great points as well that maybe people were taking out too much on Zay Jones. But but where I'm going with this is, you, you know, I think it became this, well, Josh Allen had a horrible game against the Patriots. So how do we fix something else on the offense to make up for it? And I think as you look at the game that Allen had, no matter who was the number three wide receiver, Allen's struggles on Sunday did not happen because Zay Jones was at wideout. Sure, maybe, you know, if there was a drop or a catch could have gone different, something like that. I'm not saying it would be the exact same, but a lot of the problems that took place, you know, it happened because of Josh Allen, maybe something with the offensive line, maybe a blown assignment, whatever you can look at it. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it just felt like immediately after the game on Sunday, right? There were there were three different groups of of fans. You know, there was the the first, which was get rid of Zay Jones or bench him or cut him or trade him. And option number one, elevate Duke Williams from the practice squad, right? He was a guy, a, a darling for many Bills fans. During the offseason when he was signed out of the CFL, uh, you look at it, he's playing the preseason, high pointing the ball, a couple touchdowns throughout preseason games, look pretty good, you know, albeit against second and third stringers. I, I get that piece. But, you know, Duke Williams, impressive enough during the preseason games that thought maybe it was a chance that he would make the 53-man roster. Many of us, myself included, happy to see that he was named to the practice squad. But looking at, you know, again, some of those lost opportunities on Sunday, and you'd have many clamoring for Duke Williams and wanting to give him an opportunity to see what he could do on the active roster. So that was one part of it. The other piece, and, you know, I get this question every so often, got it from my good friend John Drowson, asked me on Twitter, he's like, what about the Bills trading for A.J. Green? And again, I look at this piece, but it, it, you know, is it necessarily trading for an injured AJ Green, giving up future assets for someone that is, you know, going to be a free agent to, you know, hopefully play the last ten weeks of the season, maybe right, and not even quite sure of what his timeline looks like for for a return, but getting him up to speed with the Buffalo Bills offense, developing a rapport with Josh Allen, all of the pieces that you know you talk about there. Again, is that the answer to the problems that took place on Sunday? Um, sure, maybe Green could have broken up one of those interceptions. Maybe he comes down with one of the catches, maybe this and that. But I think so much of it started with the pressure that was put on Allen, the throws off the back foot, throws on the run, some of those you know hero ball type throws that we talked about. So again, listen, if, if Brandon Bean looks at it and says, Adding AJ Green, we can get him at a discount price. He doesn't want to be in Cincinnati anymore, and, and we can give up a mid-round pick to trade for him and bring him in and make this team better. I'm all for it. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't look at this as again for everything that took place on Sunday, that it was just a well, Zay Jones is horrible. Go trade for AJ Green, and all of a sudden the Bills offense will will be clicking. Um, and the same thing, right? Wednesday night, Twitter was all a buzz where it sounded like the the Bills were trading for Stephon Diggs. Uh, 
Apparently, he was at Duff's on Sheridan. Uh, that kind of was a rumor that took on a life all of its own, and it was kind of funny. Shout out to the guys at Trainwreck Sports. I love the fact that they actually called Duff's on Sheridan to uh, to try and confirm, and the woman on the other end of the line gave a uh, heck of a description how it was not him and all, all these different pieces. So that was one of the funniest things I had seen in a, uh, in a long, long time. And, uh, and again, last night on Twitter, I, you know, I try not to get too serious if I don't have to, I posted this fun video. It's my pin tweet on Twitter. So you can check it out at Ant Marino. I encourage you to give it a look. I, I've probably, it's like a three second video. I've probably watched it 40 times already. And I just laugh every time as this girl's like running the gauntlet in her classroom and her classmates are throwing their backpacks at her. I don't even know why, but it just, you know, that's the way I felt last night because I wasn't all in on the Stefan Diggs thing, right? Of trading a, a second round pick and a player or a second round pick plus a late round pick plus maybe a player and trying to sign him or all these different pieces because it just went with it. If, if the issues on Sunday were that the Bills did not have pass catchers on their roster that could make plays, then maybe I would feel different with it, right? Maybe if you looked at the 2018 Bills roster with the mess they had at wide receiver, I could think to myself like, okay, make the investment in a Stefan Diggs to a lesser extent to an AJ Green, you know, to make that type of a change because, you know, you just have guys that are just not up to snuff, right? I mean, you think less than a year ago, starting wideouts of Andre Holmes and Kelvin Benjamin and what that team looked like, but not in that position right now. You know, we've, we've seen some very good things from Cole Beasley and John Brown. Um, Dawson Knox has shown an ability to make some difficult catches. I'm encouraged to see what he can do. Uh, the injuries to Tyler Croft have given him a great opportunity and I want to see more from Dawson Knox and, and truly what he can bring, you know, to this team and what he can do. Um, I, I like what we see from Isaiah McKenzie. I don't want to see the team get too cute, but we've seen him, you know, serve as that gadget player and the ability to make some plays. Uh, along the same lines, I hope that Devin Singletary is back this weekend and you pair him with Frank Gore. You know, you've got those two contrasting styles at running back and very interested to see what can happen. So what, what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, Yes, would it be great for the Bills to have an alpha number one wide receiver? Of course it would. Um, but it's not that type of situation because of what happened this past Sunday that the Bills should panic and make a trade because Josh Allen had a bad game and to an extent Zay Jones had a bad game. And and I think as you go through with that, you know, it becomes a little bit more as you go through and think to yourself, okay, you know, you're playing a t- arguably the top defense in the NFL or maybe the second best defense in the NFL behind the Buffalo Bills D. Um, and, you know, and then you've got the opportunity to, to learn from that and move on. I think the Titans defense looks pretty solid, not at the level of what New England has, but it'll be a good test for the Bills. You know, and then you come after that and things soften up a little bit as you talk about uh, matchups with the uh, the Dolphins and the Redskins coming after the bye. You know, for the Bills, I don't think it's a type of scenario where you need to overreact. Now, if you're leading up to the trade deadline, if you're getting close to October 30th, if you want to make a deal to add a piece that can help your roster, if things aren't progressing with Zay Jones, that's one thing. If you, you know, Robert Foster hasn't bounced back in some ways, that's another. Depending on where things continue to go with Dawson Knox, I, I get all of it, but I just don't think it needs to be 
the knee-jerk reaction of what happened on Sunday, and you have to make a trade. Again, if Brandon Bean looks at it and before Sunday's game, he's like, listen, I think a guy like Diggs or Green could be a great addition. They're on the market. The price could be right. Then go for it. But I don't want a GM that just makes a knee-jerk kind of cut, makes a knee-jerk trade, any sort of piece like that, because it just shows that you're being reactionary as opposed to proactive for what this team would need to be. So, and and really with it, I even think since all the speculation was out there, and I think it was Josina Anderson who reported Stefan Diggs does not appear to be even on the trade market. So um, if you do see him, uh, you know, at Duff's on Sheridan or anywhere outside the 716 area code, you know, be sure to post that on Twitter. But it seemed like there was just a heck of a lot of speculation and and people were having a good time with it last night, myself included. Uh, I think it was just a lot of fun for Bill's fans to kind of to kind of share that piece. So, you know, where I go with it again, I just I don't think at this time you make a trade just for the sake of making a trade or because you're angry at one player. I thought Nick and Nolan, again, did a great job with their podcast. We had some back and forth today uh, with some of our other friends in the in the Buffalo Bills universe on Twitter, kind of having some conversations of, you know, was it on Allen? Was it not on Allen? Do you, do you, do you look at Dayball? Do you look at Jones? Like, and it does become that piece of where I need to take my own advice and just take a step back. And I say that because you, you want to treat it like it's just another game uh, with a young quarterback. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be perfect. He's not always going to lead a fourth quarter comeback. He's not going to be everything that you want him to be just yet. So with that said, right, you just take a deep breath. You're on to Tennessee. Uh, Honestly, I'd love to see Josh Allen back on the field against the Titans just to see how he bounces back following a performance like that to see if he can make some of the changes, you know, that we've talked about here that you've heard others talk about. And if the Buffalo Bills can get a victory to improve to four and one, Uh, I do like this matchup. I think it'll be a low scoring one for both teams. I hope the Bills can do everything they need to do to shut down Derrick Henry. I'm a little bit more worried about him than I am about Marcus Mariota, but he is one of those quarterbacks as you know, you, you listen to different beat reporters, you see what the team has looked like this year. You know, you either get good Marcus or bad Marcus and this past weekend against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, he played a really good game. And, you know, what can the Buffalo Bills defense do? Obviously, they gave Tom Brady fits on Sunday, and that was great to see. Can they shut down the Tennessee Titans offense and Marcus Mariota down in Nashville? I think there'll be a good contingent of Bills fans there, at least from the chat on Twitter. So that's a good thing to see. And hopefully the Bills can get another victory. So, you know, while you're here with us, make sure that you check out buffalorumblings.com for all the latest news and updates. Hit that subscribe button as it relates to the podcast, so you can get all of our great shows, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Believe, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, The Mafia Mavens, Blitz Bills, Circling the Wagons, The Nick and Nolan Show. You get it all when you hit that subscribe button, so we hope you're catching your favorite shows. I will be back with you later this week. Uh, I will be pinch hitting with my man, John Boccasino, on the Believe podcast, so we'll be previewing the Bills and Titans coming up as well, so encourage you to check that out. As always, thanks for listening. And go Bills. Take care. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.